everyone. Welcome back to Glow Says Let's Talk Local, where it's season four, which I call Summer Popisodes. Why is it Summer Popisodes? Because around here, it's summertime. And if you are here, you know that Greater Vancouver is the best place to be when it's sunny. So while you're on your way to the ferry, to the beach, grabbing a coffee, walking the dog, or going for that quick jog, let's find out a few things about these local creatives, one entrepreneur at a time. Okay, welcome back, everybody, to Glow Says Let's Talk Local and um, to the summer popisode season. And today, let me tell you why I'm excited. I am speaking to Christine, who is the founder and owner of Boba Run. What's Boba Run, you ask me? Boba Run is a bubble tea shop. I, did too. I love the bubble tea shop thing. I love that it's so fun. They have so many options. I just love looking at the menu, but I just love all the, you know, ideas that people have with this one tea drink and everything they can do with it. Anyways, enough about me. Welcome, Christine, to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you for having me here, Gloria. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Christine? Where are you from? Hey. Yeah. So, my name is Christine. I'm the founder and owner of Boron. I not only work uh, behind the scenes, tweaking recipes, creating new ones, but I can also be found at Boron making drinks, serving customers. I'm basically always there every day. (laughs) 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 So I was born in Hong Kong and my family immigrated to Canada when I was really young. Because of my father's work, our family actually moved around a lot, particularly around like Asia I lived in Hong Kong, Myanmar, Shanghai, Beijing, Korea, um, yeah, many countries during my childhood, and eventually came back to Vancouver when I was 15 to finish off high school and university. I spent a lot of time in Korea during my summers as a child, okay. and many of the flavors on our um, Boba Run menu are actually in, uh, sorry, drinks and treats that I enjoyed as a child. Okay. Like, for example, the Jolly Pong Shake. I know the name is really funny, but it's basically like a caramelized puff rice snack. Kind of tastes like Honey Nut Cheerios, but I think it's better. (laughs) (laughs) So you can eat it as it is from the bag, but I always had it with like milk, just like cereal for breakfast. And it was like so good. (laughs) But it is a cereal, right? It's an actual, it sells it. It is an actual cereal, but it is like a little bit sweeter. So my mom didn't really like always let me have it in the morning, but Like once a week, maybe she would be like, okay, it's a Saturday. You can have it for breakfast sort of thing. So it was a real treat for me. (laughs) I like, you know, that cereal's got to be special because um, if you are, from what I'm hearing, a typical third culture kid or a kid that's, you know, grown up in various countries and you like that cereal in particular, because, you know, in Asia, there's a lot of products. There's a lot of cereal products. There's a lot of selections. (laughs) There's a lot of selection. (laughs) That's right. So, okay. So this must be a very good one. Actually, I should and just ask you like I don't know I know that's the one I like <laughs> yeah, the have you tried it I have okay so we first started going because my daughter my daughter who is probably our bubble tea expert in the household like any <laughs> household with a teen or preteen she's always like where should we go that the first one is boba run off her Aww. list for sure boba run she really likes it and I think she tried it once and I think I drank the whole thing that never happens like I really just buy it for them but I'm like oh I like this one <laughs> So yeah, the second time I bought it for myself. <laughs> oh, I see. I'm yeah. so happy you guys enjoy 
enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it was really good. Yeah. And another drink I kind of want to talk about is our honeycomb Dalgona. That's one of our popular drinks. And that drink is actually very dear to my heart just because when I was growing up and visiting Korea during the summers, my grandma would always make Dalgona for my cousins and I. Okay. And it was one of like the best memories of, of my childhood with my grandma. I didn't know how she made like made it back then. It was basically sugar and she put some random thing in it, mixed it up with a wooden chopstick and then it just puffed up and then it hardened like a candy. So I thought it was kind of like magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so now I know that the special ingredient was basically baking soda that helped yes. puff it up. But right. I had no idea back then. I thought it was just something that my grandma did. <laughs> Honestly, that baking soda is a magic ingredient. It can be used for like cleaning your teeth, your clothes, and puffing up candy. Yes, <laughs> I agree. I, I use it to clean my fruits, oh, like yeah. just yeah. like floor, like everything. <laughs> no, it's for everything. Okay, tell me a little bit. Let's touch on the Dalgona, actually, since you brought it up, because I've never heard that word Dalgona until during COVID. And just for the listeners... <laughs> If they ever tried that, was it a TikTok drink? It was something, or like maybe it was an Instagram drink going around the internet where people would put sugar, instant coffee powder, and is it baking soda? I, I forget what it is. It's like something it's like baking that. soda. Yeah, it was just okay, baking, baking soda. Sorry, baking soda. Yeah. Instant coffee, sugar, okay. and water. And then you water. just whip it up. Right. So people were whipping it up and showing how they made these beautiful drinks, right? I mean, they weren't hard, but they were kind of whipped up, right? These whipped up kind of instant mm-hmm. frothy cappuccino techniques and they were so popular is it actually a candy like in its original form from korea dalgona actually it derives from this word dalgona means okay. in korean it means like it is sweet like it's a sweet thing okay so it has nothing to do with coffee I um, which is really weird <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like what <laughs> everyone thinks that dalgona is like a coffee drink and it's yeah. like 100 caffeinated yeah. and i always have to tell my customers that dalgona is just basically like a honeycomb toffee candy over milk there's no caffeine there's no tea there's none of that in there it's just basically sugar like a candy like a cup toffee candy but is, and, it, is um, it served like that in Korea? Is it something that you see in a shop? You can like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll choose the Dalgona versus vanilla, for example. Do you know what I mean? The Dalgona, the, the candy itself was actually um, a street candy. They, they, they sell it on the street still, I think, in Korea. But huh. um, I think they started selling it in the 70s or 80s in Korea. It became really popular and it was really cheap. It was probably like five cents and then an old lady would be just like, just what my grandma did basically right, just okay. add sugar and then like, yep. you know, whip it up. And then they would sell it to little kids or yep. people who have a sweet tooth. And then I think like during the pandemic in Korea, the Dalgona milk tea became really popular. Oh, okay. yeah. Yep. So people would make these toffee candies and put it on top of the milk and then it would melt in and kind of taste like a caramelly burnt. Yeah. Like, yeah. What a great idea. That's a great combination. It's like delicious. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Go ahead. And then the TikTok, I think the TikTok was um, the whipped coffee trend. I think that just like created a whole like, you know, whole new thing where everyone just talked about Dalgona. And that's where everyone thinks that, oh, Dalgona is whipped coffee, but which is, that's just a misconception. Right. So I love that. I, I kind of think of your shop as more, it's not trendy to me. I know this sounds strange and I hope this doesn't offend you, but 
I just find it very original. I like that. To me, it's retro and trendy at the same time. That's what I like about it. (laughs) You know, it's not like I want to make our, you know, shop trendy. That's not the point of why Boberan started. Yes. Tell me the point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So so, um, basically, so for anyone who knows me, I am super, super obsessed with bubble tea. Like I've been obsessed my whole life since I first had it in Shanghai. I think I was in grade four or like pretty young. Okay. So there was this department store that was close to my school. So every time we come home from school, I would walk into the department store just because it was so hot in the summertime and they had air conditioning. Mm. And then there was this little stall that sold this thing that they call like boba. They called it boba there. Okay. Like boba nai cha. So like bubble tea, I guess. Right. So the first time I had, I didn't know what it was. My mom ordered it and it was a sweet, creamy, like the tea was very faint. So I think that's why I liked it as a child. And they had these like chewy, bouncy balls in them. And that was just so good. It was like mochi, but a little firmer. Like I was, yeah, ever since then, I was just hooked, hooked for life, basically. (laughs) Can you tell my listeners, like, what is the boba made of? I'm sure lots of people go, they all know it as bubbles now or boba, but I'm sure they're not sure what it is. Yeah, boba is just made out of tapioca starch. Mm. And there's so many different starches, right? There's potato starch and um, all that, but boba is made out of tapioca. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's that's what creates that like chewy, bouncy texture that everyone is addicted to. <laughs> but the, uh, the original form, they're hard, aren't they? They're, you, you get them as a hard ball, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then you cook it. And then while it's cooking, it kind of like gelatinizes, I guess. I don't know. It just becomes a little bit softer and like chewy. And yeah. And I feel that like a lot of places, they keep it for like four hours. But for us, um, just because I like my balls, like, like always soft and chewy, we, we only, we cook really small batches at a time. Wow. So we cook it, we cook it all day basically. So okay. like after two hours, um, you know, we we have a new batch coming. After two hours, we have a new batch coming. Oh wow. Of. Yeah. Okay. Just to keep just to keep it like, you know, really soft and bouncy. And you know, the texture kind of like it loses its texture after like three hours, I think. Oh, okay. It, it starts becoming a little bit harder in the center. But, and that's just no good. <laughs> I see. Okay. So you want yeah. it, you have the idea of keeping it fresh all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, that must be a lot of, um, I, I've tried to cook boba at home and I, I, it's not been successful. <laughs> it really hasn't. It's not it so a lot of time, actually. It takes like an hour to boil the boba and steep it and another like 30 minutes to steep it in the sugar water just to make it a little bit sweeter. Yeah. So the whole process is like an hour and a half. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Okay. So, so it is to, so that's a bit of timing management thing, isn't it? To kind yeah. of, you want to keep it going, keep it fresh and not run out at the same time. It's kind of For a sure. Okay. I love how you discovered it in grade four and have loved it ever since. So you're a Boba yeah. fan. <laughs> and did you, so I assume since you kept going back to Korea in the summers, it was the Korean boba that you liked best, right? Are there different kinds? Can you say Korean boba? Like, is that? Well, Taiwanese boba was the original boba, right? Okay. Like it it, it kind of started with the, with the black milk tea, the creamy black milk tea. And then, you know, eventually they added all these different flavors, which made things interesting. Fruit drinks. And, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I really wanted to incorporate like 
Korean like flavors into bubble tea. I think we are kind of the first. I'm not sure like globally, like internationally, but yeah. for in Vancouver or even North America, I'm not sure. Yeah. We wow. are the first that incorporates like bubble tea, like boba with like the Korean flavors. Okay. What um, are the Korean yeah. flavors? So we've heard of Dalgona, right? And and Jolly Pong. <laughs> we also have the banana milk, oh. which is another thing that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. 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 And in Korea, like after those like hot sauna baths, they had this little fridge outside and they always had banana milk. Oh. And I would always have that after a bath with my grandma. It's okay. also another memory with my grandma. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Okay. I like that. So, but, so it was easy for you. I mean, you can draw on a wealth of sort of experience in history, right? It's easy for you to be inspired, I guess, right? Why, why don't you tell me a bit more about your inspirations? Like I've, I've heard the stories of memories with your grandmother, which is so sweet. So most of them are, they have a certain memory attached to it. Yeah. Um, just like the ones that I've told you. I want to also talk about the teas that we serve, like the Korean, yeah. oat, I'm sorry, the Korean barley tea, the oh. Korean roasted corn tea. Okay. Those teas are actually a, a staple in Korea. Instead of drinking water in the summer, we would just steep the tea and then just keep it in the fridge and drink it like water because it's basically non-caffeinated and it has a lot of health benefits to it as well. So even in our fridge when I was growing up, and instead of like, I don't know, pop or whatever, we always had roasted barley tea in the fridge or like roasted um, corn tea. Those two are one of the uh, two of the main teas that my mom brewed all the time. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. So is that your tea is actually made of barley or corn? Is that right? Yeah. It's not black tea. No. Oh, I did not are, know that. Yeah. Okay. And these teas are non-caffeinated. So it's good for people who can't take caffeine. Oh, and okay. yeah. And they're just so nutritious. They're really, really good for you. And they're very hydrating. Wow. So it's really okay. good in the summertime. Christine, I'm learning all this stuff about your tea. Your tea's not, it really, so I told you what I liked about it, just looking at it, just my quick assessment that I think it's sort of retro and trendy at the same time. But you're mm. telling me it's not even caffeinated. And yeah. I read on your thing that it's natural. You make all your own syrups and things, right? Yes, we do. Yeah. We make everything in-house. Okay. So Oliver, um, fruit syrup, they're yeah. all made with real fruits. And we don't even, we don't add an ounce of like artificial flavoring to it. Wow. So sometimes it's a little bit difficult because I know even though you use real fruits, you need that little additive to make it like pop, you know? And and that's where I think is the challenge for us. So we have to, I constantly like, you know, tweak it here, tweak it there a little bit just okay. to make it perfect with like okay. all natural ingredients. Mm-hmm. So Christine, tell me, like, did you come up with these things yourself? Did you go to Asia to learn about it? Is your background in food science? I know those are three questions all at once. <laughs> My background is not in food science. My okay. background is... <laughs> so since I moved around when I was a kid a lot, I picked up a lot of languages. So I do speak like English, Korean, Cantonese, Mandarin, a little bit of Spanish. And so I just naturally gravitated towards um, like languages. So that's what I studied in college. Oh. I have zero background in business, which is kind of sad. <laughs> Interesting. Yep. So it was a very steep learning curve for me and it still is. So like on hindsight, a business degree would have been pretty helpful, but it's okay. I'm I'm learning. (laughs) I'll I'll get there. And is this your first venture outside of university or did you do something else before? And it just No, yeah, this is the first business. This is like something really new to me. And 
I think the only thing that really got me going, especially during the pandemic, was just my passion. My passion to create drinks. And it was kind of like my outlet to like bring out my creativity. I'm more of an artsy person than like a, like a numbers person. So okay. it was just really, really fun. And okay. to create drinks with an experiment with different teas. And the best part is that even though it's my first time, like I worked really hard and the customer is really like, I have good feedback and it's just so, so incredible. And it's only been six months, but wow. I'm just so, like so thankful for this opportunity, you know, and just people enjoying our drinks. It's just, yeah, it's just yeah. amazing. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Wow. So you're very new and you started during the pandemic. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And the good thing about us is that we're we're not a franchise. So we yes. I have I have the freedom to like create whatever and launch it whenever I want. Yeah. And I just really love that. <laughs> that that's the best part of it, I think. I would agree. I think as an entrepreneur and a creative, I think that would be the best part to just, you know, if you're inspired by something, whether it's by travel, right, or something mm-hmm. you've heard or walked by, then you can go back to your little lab or kitchen and try to figure out how can I recreate that, you know, for everybody. Yeah. Do you yeah. find always- customers that come back, are they coming back because they recognize that th- these strengths are different, like they can't get the flavors anywhere else? I, I think that's true. You must be, Christine, because I can't think of other ones where you can get something so unique. Most of our customers, um, surprisingly, they aren't really from our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. We have walking customers from our neighborhood, but most of them, they actually travel quite far just to come try our drinks. And I have a lot of customers asking, oh, are you going to branch out to Burnaby or Richmond? Or, yeah. you know, you guys are so good, but you guys are so far away. I can only <laughs> come like once a month or twice a month. And yes, and in a way, I feel really bad and unfortunate, but at the same time, super thankful that they're, they're actually commuting like all that way just to try our drinks. Right. So yeah, it's like a mixed feelings, I think, <laughs> that I have. But great feedback that people come out of their way to find you mm-hmm. <laughs> for your drinks. In, in the busy space, right? The bubble tea space is, is become more busy. So the fact that you are sought out is amazing. I think that's amazing. Okay, tell me a little bit about, since you are a local and it's summer now, it's actually going to be very hot today, apparently. Where's your favorite spot to hang out on a summer evening? There's a lot of like nice beaches, a lot of nice places to take walks here. I grew up in North Vancouver, so I would have to say like Lynn Canyon. It's like a really nice place to take a walk or even like an easy hike. Yep. I also really like Dog Mountain. I don't know what they have but Dog Mountain is like a pretty easy hike as well. And it's just really relaxing to just be out there, especially in this heat. Do you find inspiration for your teas while you're hiking? I do. <laughs> do you? I actually do. Okay. I actually get inspired um, during my camping trips as well. Okay. <laughs> I'm just sitting by the fire and then I'm just thinking about like, oh, what should I do next? What should I create? And then I'm like, oh my goodness, this is such a good idea. And then I have to like jot it down in the middle of just like sitting there. That's so, so funny. And do you bring, do you bring bubble tea with you to your camping trips? Are you cooking bubbles? Are you? I do. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. I love it. You know what, Christine, thank you for your time. I, you know, we're trying to keep the episode short. So I think you've shared a ton about your experience and I've loved talking to you. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I had um, so much fun. 
Okay, good. And I know I'll be talking to you again soon. I'm pretty sure we're going down there this week sometime. Okay, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for popping in to speak with me today. And for the listeners, I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did. If you did enjoy the show, please share it with a friend and pop in again next week. Until then, follow me on Apple or Spotify, and I'll talk to you soon.